This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Good morning. It's Monday, December 19th. And I am back in New Jersey. I am, I've been on YouTube Live, by the way, YouTube Live 21 minutes in. So the podcast starts at 21 minutes in. So if you're looking for charts, you can do that. Uh, I wanted to start out with the TrendSpider. Uh, several people emailed me over the weekend. Uh, TrendSpider, the deal goes from 55% uh, off for the elite service, which is what you need for my algorithm. And it's down to 50 percent off for the next seven days. So you went from paying $340 for the year to $390 for a year. So you sit on your hands, you wait for it, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but it is only $32 a month. So if you didn't want to pay for the full year in advance, just get the per month. Um, I'll give you my algorithm. I'll give you the scans that I do, um, the scanners um, and the watch lists. And, and I think for the new year, uh, there have been several people who messaged me over the weekend, too, that they've come up with their own backtesting algorithm that looks good. I'm going to look at that for them. Um, and I think we could come up as a community with some really good tools um, to look at. So when I'm at Major League Soccer or uh, Miss America again, because I think they'll invite me back, uh, even though I had a, um, a, an incident where I walked into the judge's room. And it, nothing was going on, but I did walk into the judge's room uh, by accident. And, uh, but again, nothing was going on. I just was told, hey, this isn't a place for you. Uh, it, completely by accident. I, I want to be wallpaper when I'm there. I wasn't wallpaper that day. So felt kind of guilty, but again, nothing was going on. So um, it was okay. Uh, but when I'm away and you guys have TrendSpider, you guys can do this stuff. So we can share it in the Facebook uh, live Facebook um, community. Uh, you can share it on my YouTube. You can share it. I'll allow you guys to do anything. I'll promote it. Um, so I, I do think that the community portion will start. Uh, so if you want to sign up, take advantage of it. Again, it's 50% off. Get the monthly at $32.50. If I can't make you 30 bucks a month, <laughs> um, you're not doing it right. Um, but... 30 bucks a month, it's, it's, it's a great product. I wouldn't steer you guys in. This is something that I can't trade without. So let's get started with SPY. You got, remember how I told you this gap was going to get filled down to 377? It's halfway filled. Um, you've got no confirmation whatsoever. You're crazy if you're buying into this market. Um, I just think... That, that you've got this, this, this absolute first gap is going to get filled. There's too much of a volume shelf down there. Um, let me make sure I've got the volume pulled to the right level on here. Um, oh, and if you, it, it, a lot of people have been saying to me that um, TrendSpider is overwhelming when you get in there first. Absolutely 100%. I'd agree with you. I was overwhelmed. You've got to take use of their... Uh, their YouTube channel, got to get, take use of me. And by the way, when you're in this elite form and you scroll down here, um, when you go down to, uh, 
Let's see. Alerts, trading bots, complex patterns, support. Look, training. One-on-one -on -one trading bot provided by a certified TrendSpider trainer or staff member to show you how to use and customize the platform to your fits. Unlimited. So you can get one-on-one -on -one training for that middle portion, the elite, if you pay $390 a year. It's great. Use them. Uh, that's how I learned. That's how I got it. I got in early, so most of the guys you guys see on uh, on Twitter, um, they are uh, guys that 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 I learned from. So, but from Spy, look, you've got the MACD crossing down hard on December fourteenth, and it hasn't turned up. You got the RSI at thirty six. You'd be crazy to get into this market for a long term right now. Um, I well, I shouldn't say that. You shouldn't be afraid to get in long term, um, but I do think that you have more downside, and that's 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 kind of what I'm saying. Is I think we're going to move back down to this 360 area, um, but you know we we don't have catalysts. Here here's here's the problem that I see politically is you've got the Senate in a uh, lame duck session passing a record spending bill. Uh, and it's not the Democrats. It was bipartisan. So do not blame the Democrats for spending. But I blame both parties for the spending. Um, but yeah, you, you might have a bounce today, but you're going to cover this 375, 374, 376, somewhere around there. Um, and then you're going to come down here to this 367. And we're going to test this 360 gap. Just kind of looking at things. It's pretty clear there's no upward catalyst. There's a lot of downward catalysts. So uh, that's my take on this one. Um, let's start in looking at a couple of things. One uh, question I had from um, Sandeep on Instagram was, and it kind of goes along with uh, one stock that I wanted to look at based on a post that I put in the Facebook group, was Amazon. Um, you look at the Amazon sources of revenue, the Apple sources of revenue, and if you recognize that post, you can take a look at it. Um, and you can see why I love Apple, um, why I love Amazon to come out of this recession stronger, why I think Microsoft will come out of this thing stronger, um, and Google, why I think Google will come out of it stronger. But Amazon right now, as far as the algorithm goes, it just got you out with a 8% loss. The RSI is at 38. The MACD is kind of just hovering in no man's land. You've got no kind of catalyst on this one whatsoever. But I would say you don't trade this one. And the reason you don't trade it is because the algorithm loses you 36% on this. Meanwhile, buying and holding loses you 45%. Um, your average win is only 4.81%. And of 32 positions, you'll only win 28% of the time. But this isn't a tradable stock. This isn't one that has the volatility that you need. It's not one that um, uh, you can look at and say, okay, you know, next week it's going to be higher. This is one you want long term. And, and this is why I say you want it long term. It does have a super high PE if we go over here to Finvis. 81. The PE is 81. It still is expensive. Year to date, it's down 47%. There is no dividend. They're expected next year to grow their earnings by 81%. But that PE at 81, make no mistake about it, even with that growth, that PE is going to drag this stock down. 
you are at levels that you were um, March 2020. You're, you're moving into uh, areas where you've just ridden the entire COVID all the way up and all the way down. You've got no confirmation. This is a weekly chart I'm showing. And you can see the MACD is still down. The RSI is at 35. There's no reason to get into this one right now. It does, ha does not have confirmation over that nine day. Um, it is clearly, clearly still in a free fall. The, Mac the, the Bollinger Bands are still super wide. See how they cinched up right here around September? You can see they came into uh, fruition. It, it, right before then, it was in an upward trend. And then as they cinched up, it just went into a downward trend and lost all of its momentum and confidence in that, that nine day. So I don't think that you get into this one now, but I think you could start building a base. And the reason I say that is take a look at before the, uh, the COVID. You were right here. And it's not like these revenues have gone down. The revenues have gone up. Um, the, the, the PE is still high, but it's lower than it was back here. So I, I do think that you could put, put in a base and you can clearly see from 2018 all the way over to 2020 where you've got the run-up right before COVID and then you just had that huge drop during COVID. Um, and you can see these volume charts start in there. Uh, if we bring this volume shelf back, and volume shelves aren't great when you're looking at this level, but take a look. There's a lot of people holding this at 158, and it's at 87. These are people who basically are long-term. At some point, that's going to get dragged up there. It's almost as big as the ones down here, but you do have a larger shelf. The significant shelf is at 97. You have to break that 97 in order for this to actually move up, um, and you're going to have to start building. 117 is another one, but you've got a, a big space of no man's land right there. But as far as Sandeep, as far as Amazon, I might start building a shelf in there. I might start building my position. Um, another one that Sandeep wants to know about is Workday. Um, Workday's one. I'm not as familiar with Workday. I know it's a cloud-based um, company, um, and we've kind of gone over it a couple of times here. Here's my thought on Workday. Um, you've got this RSI. is super high at 60. You've got this run uh, on November 30th. The algorithm got you in right after earnings. Uh, the price was 161. You're at 175 right now. You don't have 10%. But what you do have is that gap up from earnings. And it's from 143 to 156. You can see right here you're losing um, confirmation. You don't really have a button hook. Um, your MACD is crossing down. Um, and again, the market overall is in a weak kind of state, so I wouldn't expect this one to continue moving significantly higher. Let's take a look at some of the um, uh, fundamentals. You don't have a PE, so you're not making money. Your forward PE is 37, so they do expect to make money. Um, they're expected to grow this year 111%. Next year, that's going to reduce down to 32%. Uh, year to date, you're down 32%. Your 52-week high is 280. You're 37% below that, but your 52-week low is 128. You're 38% above that. So you're literally right in the middle. There's no reason to buy it right now. If you're trading it, get out. But remember what I say. 
you've got to identify before you buy a stock what your downside is and what your upside is. Sorry, I got distracted. <clears throat> um, let's look at Viva. V-E-V-A. This one, I am not sure what it is, but let's go into uh, FinViz and look. Uh, by the way, this is going to be a long podcast because I do have, um, is it, oh, it's V-E-E-V. Yeah, there is no A. Uh, PE is 60, so it's expensive. Let's see what they do. Provides cloud-based software for life sciences. It's another cloud company. Um, let's look at this one. Their PE is 60. They're 36% below their 52-week high, 11% above their 52-week low. They're down 34%. It's still expensive. And, and look, the, this year they're expected to grow 20%. Next year it's going to go down only 8%. Um, but let's look at the chart just to see if you should be trading this one. The algorithm has you out, and it has you out with a loss. The RSI is down at 40 this MACD is kind of, eh, it's just playing. It's crossing down, um, and the nine day is below the 21. You've got a gap up here um, between 185 and 189. Um, you've covered this gap, so you really don't have a gap play. But let's pull this. Let's look at some volume shelves here. We're going to pull this. You're building a volume shelf right around here. I would say, wait, there's nothing in this that kind of tells me you just had your earnings. You don't have a catalyst coming up. Um, I just, you know, honestly, it's just it, it, the algorithm got you out. You can see the algorithm makes you, loses you 21%. The buying and holding loses you 37%. Uh, 26 positions, you win 38% of the time. Your average win is only 7.1%. There's better trades. There's better trades. BTU, I think, was a better trade. Let's look at BTU. Um, this was the coal trade. This one makes you 278% if you want to trade it. Starting to get, it's starting to get a MACD cross up again. Um, BTU is. This is a coal play. So I like this one. You, uh, 27 positions. Average win is 28%. You win 44% of the time. It's super expensive. I mean, make no mistake about it for an energy company. The PE is 3.4. You don't have a dividend. It's up 182%. You're, you're touching, you're only 14% below your 52-week highs. But 14% <clears throat> if you touch those 52-week highs again, I like it. But out of the three, I would say Amazon is a good long-term play. Workday, probably okay. I just don't know too much about it. Um, So... But let's look at uh, some of the other ones that I posted. Apple, uh, which is my mainstay. Uh, this one has no confirmation whatsoever. There's no reason to buy Apple, even though it's down here at 134. It covered this gap, like I said it would, um, down to 136. It just lost its confirmation, even down there. The RSI is at 30. Um, the MACD is still crossing down. It's well below its nine-day. It's trading below the Bollinger Bands there. You can see it. The Bollinger Band cinched up right here, November twenty fifth, and and while it dropped, it kind of came back up, and then the Bollinger Band cinched up again, and now it's just it's lost all its support. There's no reason to buy this one whatsoever right now. None. Um, you know, long term position. I think you're good adding to it, 
but I think you're still going lower. I think the the 120s probably within the realm in the next couple of weeks. You know, a 120 handle. Um, I just you know I I just can't imagine that you're not you're you're 134. Um, you know you try and balance it. I don't trade this one. Uh, I I own it, and I'm not selling it. Let's look at Google. We buy G-O-O-G instead of G-O-O-G-L because G-O-O-G, while it doesn't have voting rights, you're never going to vote in anything that matters. Um, it's going to cover this gap, I said, down to 88. You're trading at $90.87. Um, it's up a little bit, $91 today. Uh, the MACD still crossing down. Um, the RSI is at 35 Again, no reason to buy it, but long-term, add to it. Identify it. I, I, I continue to say, um, you, you know, I, I, even though these PEs, Apple is at 22. Uh, Google is at 18. Google is probably a better buy. You're 40% below your 52-week high. Uh, I, I think you need to start adding to these. Sorry. Uh, Google. Yeah, I think Google's better buy actually than Apple is right now. I think Apple has some issues with um, potentially uh, production. So, but I do think that Apple has virtual reality headsets, some new M1, uh, M2 MacBooks coming out. I just bought the M1 MacBook Pro. Love it. Oh my God, it's such a great thing. Um, but yeah, we looked at Apple, Google, Amazon. Let's look at Microsoft. This is another one. I think it's number two or three in my portfolio. Again, I'm a huge fan of tech. Uh, you can see this gap that's down here between 235 and 228. Not to say that it, it will get filled, but it looks damn likely that it's going to get filled. The MACD is above the oscillator right there. Your uh, RSI is in no man's land at 43. Um, you, the algorithm has you out with a 6% gain, whereas you bought it. Um, back on November 8th at 228, I think you're testing that gap down there again. It clearly used the 200-day as its resistance level. And it just can't get over it. The market is just in a downward spiral. So between those four stocks, I, I think I would look at Google. Let's look at Microsoft's PE. I don't really care about the PE. They're at 26. They're still super high. Year-to-date down 27%. They're 28% below their 52-week high. They're only 14% above their 52-week low, which is one, 213. So I, I don't know that you get back to that 213, but I think you get damn close covering this gap. Um, you get down to 226, but you can't time it. I mean, who's to say that the Fed just says, you know what, we're done raising. And then all of a sudden you're at 250, 260 again because you got all these gaps up here. Um, you got this gap between 261 and 266. You got this gap between 284 and 287. You got gaps up there. It's just got to make it and hold it above the 200 day for you to reach those. And it's not. It's using the 200 day as its resistance level. Um, it, it, it goes over it and then it comes right back down. And again, this is on a four hour chart. This is what I trade on. So this is what the algorithm's on. Um, and. The MDGL. I saw this one on uh, for some. I, I think it's a yeah. This is a crazy one. Um, in pre market, let's go to Active Trader Pro. 
um, because MDGL, I had some, some ones I was going over before um, I got on. Yeah. So this one uh, closed at $63.80. In pre-market, it's at 200 So um, said Monday, it's, hold on, let's, let's read this real quick. Um, Resmatarian achieved both primary endpoints in a phase three biopsy trial in patients with non-alcoholic stethiopasis or NASH. I think this is one that Tom brought up to me. Eh, crazy how good it is. Um, but biopharma, you know, again, even in a downward market, some of this crap comes back, um, and it comes back big, especially with news. So <clears throat> I wanted to look at that one. Let's look at Tesla. You know why? Because Elon is stepping down as CEO of Twitter. I don't know when. I don't know how. I don't know what. I posted, hey, he asked me to be uh, CEO of Twitter. Um, I wish he did. I probably wouldn't do it, though, to be honest with you. It's just a nightmare job. But Tesla has no confirmation whatsoever. Nothing. There is no reason to get into Tesla right now. The algorithm has you out of it. It's below that nine day. It is completely oversold. The RSI is at 23. Um, I don't know that it's ever been down this low. The, the MACD is not crossing up. Uh, we can pull this up. Look, it's still going down. The strike line is going down. There's no reason to, to buy Tesla right now. Uh, I think you're going back to cover when we go to the daily and I know I show this almost every week, probably at least at almost every day. But when we go back and we look um, and it's right before COVID, you've got this gap here between 138 and 140. It's about 143. You're close to it. Might get a little bump up today with the news that he might step down as CEO, but no reason to buy it. None. None. Wait for it. Uh, I still have the 50% that I took out. I think it was here in July, right before the earnings. I took out 50% of my, uh, uh, my initial investment, and I just haven't gotten back in. Even though it went up right afterwards, I said, you know, I just don't see it coming back. And it clearly bounced off that 200-day and then just went into a slide. And I think you're covering this gap. Are you getting down here to 82? That is a big move. And I think if he steps down as CEO, I, th I, I think you start to see it go back up to the 200-day. The PE is 46, so make no mistake about it. This is an expensive stock for an automaker. I mean, look at Ford. Let's move to Ford. Their PE is 5. Let's look at GM. Their PE is 6. Um, Tesla? It is just a crazy, crazy PE value. Um, let's look at some of the analysts, what they say about Tesla. Um, downgrade December 19th, Oppenheimer, outperformed to perform, no price target. Look at Citigroup, sell to neutral, 141 to 176. If this goes back to 176, I mean, that's a, what, 10, 15% move back up there? And it's not even touched in the 200 day. The 200 day is still at 250. So you're, uh, you're, you're 50 days at 200. That's how steep this slide is. No reason to get into it. Don't fall on a falling knife. Um, so 
Uh, big news in the uh, video world. Apple decided to drop out of Sunday ticket bidding. Um, I think that's good. You know, here's the one thing you know about Sunday ticket. It built DirecTV and it will destroy DirecTV. Meaning that when all of these people who have Sunday ticket wind up disconnecting their DirecTV over the next year after this season is over, um, DirecTV is in trouble. They're going to be worth almost next to nothing. Um, so the two that are leading right now, the front runners, YouTube and Amazon. Remember how I said Amazon probably will come out of this stronger? If they build this business with, um, you know, if they build a business like DirecTV, say Amazon. I will tell you guys, when I was a um, product manager for Earthlink, I interviewed with Amazon. And it was right before Jeff Bezos bought um, Whole Foods. And I was going to become a product manager for their video product. Um, I was deep into the interviewing round. Um, and then all of a sudden, and, and it was said that Jeff Bezos was going into a cable, a, a TV subscription package. I didn't know exactly what it was. Prime Video was already out there, but he wanted really a live TV package. Um, he immediately, it was said to be, it was said to me that I would be on the floor with Jeff Bezos, uh, having daily me meetings with Jeff Bezos, uh, not reporting to Jeff Bezos, but because it was his number one initiative at that point, it was going to be big. They wound up buying Whole Foods and scrapping the entire TV project and going big on just streaming. And that was what Prime has become. I think he's interested in some live TV now. And I think he's specifically interested in sports. And so I think um, while he's not CEO, while he's not kind of in the mix... I think he wants uh, Amazon to pony up the dollars for Sunday ticket. He sees the the draw of NFL football. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if they get it, but I also wouldn't be surprised if YouTube gets it because YouTube has their live TV service. It's 60 bucks a month. Um, they could easily add on Sunday ticket. Hey, if you get uh, NFL or if you get um, YouTube live, then Sunday ticket is only $2.99 instead of the $4.99 that you pay for it. Uh, as a just a standalone service. So I think that, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting. I am kind of glad that Apple backed out, but I do think that Apple had an opportunity to become uh, a leader in the streaming service. They still do have MLS. They still do have, I believe, baseball. Um, so those two services, uh, as far as sports, they do. They do have. Um, let's look at some some other stuff. Uh, Boyle. Let's look at Boyle versus KOLD because I want to see, okay, from a long-term perspective, where are we going? Uh, I said on Friday that I thought KOLD would be the play. Boyle's down at 31 right now um, in pre-market. Let's go over to Active Trader Pro. It's probably a better look at this. Um, let's go to Boyle because Boyle Close to 34, it is at 31.17. You can see when it opened up, it just lost, lost all of its confirmation. Has no confirmation whatsoever right now. But if you go to KOLD, has all the confirmation. Bumped up here, closed at 15, it's at 17 right now in pre-market. Has all the confirmation. I say wait until, you know, three minutes until we open up. Uh, but it's clear KOLD has the confirmation and probably is moving in that direction. So let's look at TQQQ. I talked about this one. 
1906 it closed at. It's opening up right there. So it's going to open up kind of right where it is. Um, Uvixi, the VIX is at 22. I can't imagine this one staying down here. Uh, I always like this one below $8. It's 758. It's trading at $7.50. SVIXI has been your play. Um, SVIXI has just been a monster as of late. We can go back over to uh, active to Trendspider and look at SVIXI. And most likely, yeah, look at this. I mean, this is $49 was your buy-in. And, and you've ridden this all the way up to 56. Now, here's the thing. Look at that button hook. Hasn't gotten you out, but you've got some gaps down here that probably need to be filled um, on the way down. This one in particular at 52. So you can look at Uvixi. I mean, look at how much you've lost in Uvixi. It's just been a slide. At some point, that's going up here to fill that gap at the 200-day between $9 and $10. So I think it's an opportunity to look at that one. Um, do, 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 do. let's look at, oh, Microsoft. The other reason I, I like Microsoft is they are going to fight the uh, Activision Blizzard deal. Um, the FTC is blocking that deal and Activision Blizzard. Remember this deal is supposed to go through at $95. Warren Buffett has bet on it anywhere between, I think 65 and 70 or $80, close to $80. I think he's been buying a bunch. Um, I think, you know, if Warren Buffett is looking at it, I may throw some money into it too, but make no mistake, this is a long, drawn-out battle. Um, Meta, the European Commission said it, it told Meta that the Facebook parent was abusing its dominance position in online classified ads and that it might be violating EU antitrust laws. The EU also said that Meta could be subject to a fine of up to 10% of annual revenue. That's not adjusted revenue. That's 10% of revenue uh, if it determines that those laws were violated. Meta was down in pre-market. Let's look at Meta. Uh, Zuck has threatened to pull out of the EU based on uh, some, some regulation stuff. I believe that he may do it. Uh, you've got this gap down here between 97 and 100. I think Meta has just run too much for its own course. Um, it's your choice. I do own Meta at a $312 price target. Uh, I've said it before. I think this gap at 159 gets filled. And at some point, I do think this gap between 251 and 326 gets filled. When you look at Meta, they are the one of the leading. They're sim similar to Google uh, in their advertising prowess. But the PE is 11. And the reason is because they've been spending too much money on the metaverse. So I, I like meta uh, right now. Would I get into it? Eh, you're still in the middle of this run from 95. I mean, that's a 20% move right there. Um, you've got the button hook that kind of happened here in early December. You're kind of in no man's land. I wouldn't buy it right now, but I don't know that I'd sell it either because it's likely that it could go to this 200 day at 135. Um, just as much as it could go. I would probably take some profits if you start to see it go down. Um, if you start to see it go up, maybe add a little bit more. Um, Moderna, hype play Moderna. This one, God, I've missed this one. Totally missed this one. Uh, back here in October, you bought this at 136. You got out with a 26% gain December 7th. Ironically, it got you right back in with a huge loss 
um, and, and I can't see the quite loss, but I think it's 11% down to 165. Got you in at 185, 165. Ironically, right after that, I got you in at 205. This is hype play central. Um, they basically, um, what happened was the vaccine maker jumped 3.5% pre, uh, pre-market after Jeffries, um, upgrading the stock from buy to hold, noting robust pipeline beyond COVID treatments. Look at the volume levels in this. Now the MACD is kind of crossing down the RSI's at 58. I don't know that I'd necessarily get in here. If you get, um, it covering the, the, the 200 days at 154. You've got this gap between 165 and 182. I think you're coming back down to that 165, but I put this in in with the the expanded pipeline away from COVID. I think this is one that you could actually look at. Uh, so it could be a hype play. Um, let's look at Merck. Merck is my weekly stock picks uh, pick again. If you guys don't know, uh, my weekly stock picks, you can look him up on Instagram or on Twitter. Uh, I follow him. You can just type in my weekly stock pick um, or my weekly stock. It's not even pick. My weekly stock is um, stock picking strategy delivering more than 300% cumulative returns since 2019 and 12% in 2022. 12% in this year is crazy, crazy good. Last week's pick um, selection, it was up 1.2%. If you could make 1.2%, in a down market last week, you did great. Uh, pick for this week is Merck. And what he does is he posts what he bought it at, sign up for his newsletter. His newsletter comes in on the weekend. It is fantastic. My weekly stock. I, I, I love it. And Merck, how can you go wrong with Merck? I mean, look at this. Um, September 22nd, you had a buy-in at 87.83. You're at 109 right now. And this is a, a huge biopharma company that will continue to, to return stuff. So here's the thing. While it's his weekly stock pick, it's one of those that you shouldn't, shouldn't worry about actually buying and holding. Now, you are at the 52-week highs. You're only 50, uh, 2% below their 52-week high. You're 49% above your 52-week low of 72. Uh, year-to-date, this is up 42%. Spy is way down. Uh, latest analyst credit suites outperformed their price target is 120. You're trading at 109. So you still have room to grow to those price targets. I like it. Uh, let's look at some energy stocks. I didn't hear much about energy over the weekend. Eh, ho-hum. You just don't know too much about it. Devin, we had the buy-in at 61.13. You're at 60. I, I continue to say anything below 65, you should be adding onto this one. Great dividend. Um, I, I love this one. Chevron. I think Chevron's pivot is 160. Hasn't reached there. And it has you out with slight loss. Uh, it's clearly using this 200-day as its support level. And that's at 165. I'm less likely to go into this than I am Devon. And the only reason I say that is because this is being held up, I believe, by um, it's just a super conglomerate of oil. Uh, just like Exxon, Exxon is one, I think it's at 106, 105 is where it's trading at your 200 days at 100. It's clearly going to use that as its level, but it does have a gap up here at 112. Um, this has just had a legendary run. 
Your RSI is at 45, so it's in no man's land. The MACD's not necessarily doing anything, but it's probably crossing down. Uh, another energy, Fang Diamondback is one that we like. I went over BTU earlier in the podcast. Um, Fang had a cross up here at 136. You're trading at 134. I, I think this one gets back above the 200 day, which is at 136. So I, I think you're okay at 134. The problem that you have with Fang is the, the PE is a little bit high. You have a 2.23% dividend, so it's not bad, not horrible. Um, you're 20% below your 52-week high of 167, so you're not quite touching your 52-week high. You're 47% above your 52-week low. Um, uh, earnings next year are expected to be flat. They grew 141% this year, though. So if they're flat, they're way up there. And if they can continue to grow past um, five years at 32%, energy, again, energy is a play that will continue on. PXD, huge dividend on PXD. Um, this is one that I think it's Joe Terranova has. You got gaps all over here. I said this gap at 218 to 225 was going to be filled. It's trading at 220. It's already filled the gap. You had a uh, cross up here at 227. You're getting it at a better price than what the algorithm says. So the, the RSI is at 41. Can't, you know, if recession's coming, this one's going to go down. So let's look at a, um, one that we saw last week, uh, Macy's Retail. Retail has just been in a slide. I said right before earnings, buy this one at 21. Look at that move. You went all the way up to 23. Uh, you had the button hook, got you out. The algorithm got you out. It weighed a little too long, 3% loss. But it, it, it lost all of its confirmation. So it was clear here there was button hook. Take your 10% and get out. Uh, you're covering this gap down to probably 19. Um, you're trading at $20.44. It hasn't gone down. I think you're going to use that 200-day as support level at 19.29. I think anything under 20 in Macy's, I think you're okay. Again, if the consumer's hard, you might go down to 16. Put some tight stop losses on it. Taiwan Semiconductor. This is a podcast favorite, and it's in my uh, my my watch list. Taiwan Semiconductor got you out with a 27% gain. I think you're going to use this 200-day support right here around. Uh, you know your 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 ex-dividend date came. Your 200 days right around 77. You got earnings coming up January 11th. You got time to get into this one. No reason, but you can see the volumes kind of sliding. The MACD sliding down. The RSI sliding down. The RSI is at 39. It just went for too far of a run too quickly. So it's taken some time. Costco, we talk about Costco under 500. Um, Costco, it, it, there still is no confirmation in Costco. Uh, the RSI is at 29. It's getting beaten up beyond belief. Um, I think you're looking at a potential, their next earnings. Their next earnings won't come, I think, until March or so. Um, but I think you're looking at potentially in the new year. They may announce a member uh, raise in the new year. And if that happens, this one's immediately going over 200. I think this one can absolutely be in your long-term portfolio. Right now, I don't know that I'd gamble on it. The PE is at 34. You are 24% below your 52-week high. You're 13% above your 52-week low. I don't think you're going back to the 52-week low. 52-week low is 406. You're at 460. I think if you get a uh, 450 handle on this one, I think you could start nibbling on this one. In fact, I might start nibbling on the, the long one. 
One that I got people into last week, um, they took my advice, and do not take advice off of a, a stranger on the internet. Uh, always listen to your parents on that one. It still got you in here. REI. This is Ring Energy. 235 was the, the second buy-in. The first buy-in was at 273, but I said there's a danger. You got a gap down here. You still continue to slide. You have no confirmation. There's Again, don't buy and hope. Wait for this one to get over that nine-day. Uh, it did start to get over the nine-day here, and that 235 probably was just a fake out. Uh, but the Bollinger Bands are cinching up, so it's going somewhere. My guess would be it's going back up to the 200-day, but I don't know. I mean, 200 days at 283. Yeah, you're at 225 right now. So uh, Cooper wanted me to look at hometown favorite Home Depot. He lives in Dunwoody like I do. I live in Smyrna. Um, 308.84 is the buy-in on Home Depot. You do have a uh, button hook happening. So it's probably going to get you out here. Not quite 10%, but you got your 10% if you sold out. Uh, if you bought it right before its earnings. If you get this gap here between 289 and 295. Um, it is below the 200 day, which is trading at about 300 right now. So I don't know that it's going to get dragged down that much. Um, but your RSI is down at 47. I like Lowe's better. And the reason I like Lowe's better, let's look at Home Depot. Uh, Home Depot's PE is 19. It's still fairly expensive. Lowe's is 20. So actually, wow, Home Depot's wound up getting lower. Um, Lowe's had room to grow. Forward PE of 14. What's the forward PE? Forward PE of uh, HD is 19. So you do have a lower forward PE on Lowe's. So their expected earnings, um, it's expected to grow a little bit more. But either one of these, I mean, here, if we look at Lowe's uh, on the chart, on the algorithm, you got an ascending triangle. Got you out. I'd get out of the Home Depot if you're in it, if you're using it as a trade. Um, scans. There was a big scan today. And I like this one for a trade. Bank of America got you in at 31.66. It's at 32 right now. Look at how low that MACD is uh, crossing up. The RSI is at 35. And you've got earnings coming up on January 12th. I think this could be the start of a run into earnings. Uh, look at the last earnings. You had, um, it, it kind of got you in the day before earnings, but it ran from 31 all the way up to almost 40. I think that's where you're at now. I, I think we're just oversold on this one. I, again, I, you know, if the economy drags the market down, it's up 1% today. I think you buy it anywhere under 32. I think you buy it today, but that's the scan that happened. So, Okay. Uh, 42 minutes. I think I've chatted enough. Um, ah, James got in Devin. I'm just checking some, some, uh, YouTube live st uh, chat. So if you have any questions, hit me up. Uh, again, I think trend spider, um, the sale that's going on, don't lose it. You know, get in monthly. At least if you listen to my podcast and you made it this far, rate me either on Spotify or on Apple, wherever you listen. Um, because if you made it this far, you're a regular listener. If you, uh, if you want, the link tree is down below so you can find me on YouTube. Um, 
one thing that Twitter is saying is that they will no longer allow link trees and they will ban accounts. So if you're following me on Twitter, follow, uh, follow me on Facebook. If you go to the link tree, you'll see there's a Facebook icon right below my picture. Uh, just go there. It'll lead you right to the group. You can join the private Facebook group. Uh, join me on uh, Instagram. Just if I get banned on, on Twitter for some reason of putting in the link tree there, just know that you got to kind of find me and you will not find me probably. Uh, I'm meeting with one of my buddies who's a, uh, a marketing specialist to try and see what I can do about ranking myself a little bit higher while not spending money. <laughs> uh, I do this on the cheap, guys. You know, the only support I get is I do get um, commission from Trendspider as I'm a preferred partner. Um, and that was, by the way, I just got that. So that just started in November. Uh, before I was, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm p still paying for Trendspider just like all of you guys. Uh, I believe in it. Uh, it's where I, ha it's the best platform out there. So don't miss the sale. Uh, it's out there. If you're watching on YouTube live, you can see I dyed my hair blonde again. So I've got white hair. It's going to get whiter over the next week. Um, any questions, hit me up. You want me to look at a stock for you? Happy to. Want my algorithm? Just join Trendspider. Use the link below. Uh, it's 50% off. It's $32.50 per month. It's not, if you're listening to me, it's, again, you need the elite level to have my back, back testing system. Um, does premium get you alerts? Let me look real quick. Important plan limits. Uh, alerts expire. And it does get you alerts. So you probably set up the alert for the MACD cross up and the MACD cross down. Just can't do the back testing. Um, but you can set up the alerts on, on premium. And that's only 18 bucks per month. So it doesn't get you the uh, education either. So uh, Brittany Bitch is back on YouTube Live. So any, uh, again, any questions, hit me up. Uh, happy to answer for you guys. Uh, I'll be doing a couple of probably edited videos um, about strategies and things like that. So, uh, but yeah, happy to have you guys listening. So I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be on. Uh, take care.